Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller and this is a pro wrestling podcast. And just in case you are new to the podcast, it's the second episode of the week. So make sure you go back in time, check the one that happened on Wednesday. We do that live on YouTube, which you can check out at youtube.com forward slash the Miller Report Rules. Or you can listen to it via audio on most podcasting apps. One day it'll be on Spotify. Spotify keep telling me, oh yeah, we'll put it up. And they never do. However, there are some chats going on in the background. So fingers crossed that gets fixed. Also, all of my content, such as podcast is supported by podcast.com not true patreon.com forward slash simon miller 316 there'll be a link no matter where you are watching or listening to this even if you can throw a dollar in it helps me no end because it's how it's how i make a living it's how i put food in my mouth and basically any money i get after my usual expenses goes back into content such as this and thank you to everyone that supports me so far including my guest today because indeed if you do join one of the specific patron tiers you can come on the podcast and today all the way from mother effing australia is my man Sam. Sam, how you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I said to you before we began, I love it. At the moment, it is 10 a.m. here, Friday in the United Kingdom, all the way in Australia. It's like 9 p.m. That doesn't make any sense. That's that's just nonsense. Absolute nonsense. But it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. You're very welcome. Right. So we need to get we need to learn the basics first. We need to be, you got you got to build the foundations before you can start decorating the house. So that is where we are going to begin. Let me. Uh, the best thing about this, the, the high. Not, I mean, they're all great, but still, I think the guy was from Australia as well. You have to forgive me. I, I do a lot of these, so I forget. But I remember we, we you know, we talked about one uh, person's sort of affiliation with WWE once, and he just straight up said, "Nah, it's crap." And I was like, it, I mean, it really made me chuckle. But you tell me, dude, how did you get into wrestling? What do you think of the current day product? I mean, we are in December now, which you know, it, it is really a low period for WWE. It's been that same way for about. Well, ever since the Attitude Era died, really. But yeah, give me, give me the four one one, man. Where do you fall down on all of this? Uh, well, I, I think my first show, because I was trying to think of it. I, at least one of the first shows I ever watched was WrestleMania seventeen. Oh wow, well, what place to start, which, man? Yeah, I know. Obviously, you know, one of the best WrestleManias of all time, and from that moment, I was just completely hooked on it for at least up until like two thousand and five. Like all I did was watch wrestling. I just loved it couldn't get enough of it so yeah it's kind of from there uh i sort of stopped watching for a while of course you did because you are a you are a wrestling fan (laughs) and that's for some reason just what we do for reasons that will never be understood why did you stop watching i mean i we don't we can go into if you want but it's kind of obvious why you started watching i think most people that hadn't you know that had an affinity for wrestling would be able to get into it if the first one you ever saw was um yeah, was was WrestleMania seventeen? You're still one of, if not me, my favorite pay per view ever. Definitely my favorite WrestleMania ever. But obviously, so that, that WrestleMania seventeen was what two thousand and one. So you run, for, yeah. you run for four years. What happens in two thousand and five that shuts everything down? Uh, I actually don't know. I don't think it was anything in particular. I just sort of, you know, it was taking up a lot of my time watching all the different shows and the pay per views. So I just kind of didn't have enough time for it. So I just stopped. That's interesting. Though. That wasn't really anything, anything in particular, no. So why'd you come back? There you go. That's the other question. We're doing all this. 
Well, yeah, I, I was out for a long time. I only recently, I think it was Survivor Series a couple of years ago when Brock Lesnar got squashed by Goldberg. Oh, right. So we're talking end of two, so basically two years ago. Yeah, yeah. And did you come back oh, because of Goldberg? Well, it was. I, I didn't even, like, like I told you, I started watching around WrestleMania 17, so I didn't really even know about WCW except for the invasion, which wasn't really... <laughs> the worst thing that's ever happened in wrestling history. But I, I loved it at the time, though. That was like, because that, that was all happening as soon as I was watching it, and it was cool to me back then. I guess so, because you had no... I think the reason a lot of people didn't appreciate it is because A, A, none of the stars came in, but also the way WCW in general was treated was crap. They may have all come in with a big sign. They may have all walked out the first episode they were on and got with a big sign saying, look, we're going to lose. Because it never felt like an invasion in the sense that WWE has. But I guess you had no... You had no reservations about any of that. You didn't know. So for you, it was just a bunch of new guys coming in and you had a fun angle for a few months. Yeah, pretty much. That's crazy. Well, there you go. So w- you come back in a couple of years ago. Obviously, what, why? What, what made you tune in? There? I mean, I can understand people coming back for Goldberg and then being like, oh, I mean, did you just hear about someone talking about it? I know a lot of people get into the YouTube stuff and they go for it from there. Like, what was your way back in? Yeah, it kind of was like the YouTube stuff. And, um, you know, I started watching like all your ups, ups and downs videos and that sort of thing. And uh, I don't know. I just kind of started watching it. And of course, I found out about the WWE Network, which just blew my mind. Yeah. And I was all of a sudden I got that and I was watching all my old favorites and everything. And it was just great. And now, just because the pay-per-views are on WWE Network, I watch the new stuff now as well. Yeah, I, I think we all do, regardless what criticisms we have towards WWE, we do all forget how amazing that WWE Network is. You know, I remember having, you know, I used to have VHS tapes piled up sky high and sort of stressing out about which ones to record over to get new events because that was the only way to keep historic stuff. Obviously, YouTube's come along and that's helped. The WWE Network has changed it no end. But really, I mean, I would never get rid of the WWE Network now. I just wouldn't. Even if WWE became the crappiest thing ever, and some people would argue that it already is, but you take my point. I still think, just for the old stuff, just for the archive, just being able to jump back and watch pretty much, not everything, but a vast selection of wrestling from the past is pretty good. And even someone like yourself, I doubt you would do this, and I certainly wouldn't, but if you had wanted to catch up on that, you know, how long was it, like 11 years since you gave up, you could. You could actually sit there and go through every single damn thing. I don't have all that time. Don't, no, don't, I've, no, don't do I've definitely gone back and watched um, some of the stuff I've missed, for sure. What was your favorite? I imagine you watch the punk stuff, right? That's what most people do. They go back and watch punk. Yeah, yeah, I saw a bit of the punk stuff. I watched the Money in the Bank, the you know the infamous, the infamous match, uh, which was obviously really good. But I, that was I didn't didn't really know much about punk. So, what do you think of wrestling today? Because obviously, when you joined in, it was amazing. I think you know, if nothing else, it was amazing because of how exciting the crowds were. But you come back, obviously, in a very different time in 2016. I actually enjoyed the latter part of 2016. I thought the Goldberg, Brock Lesnar stuff really lit a fire under, uh, under WWE's ass. But obviously, you stuck with it. So what is your impression of the current product now compared to what it was, oh, I guess, yeah, 15 years ago or whatever, 11 years ago? Uh, well, like everyone else, I love NXT. I think NXT... <laughs> of course we do. And, you know, I don't have uh, cable here, so I can't actually watch SmackDown or Raw. So basically because NXT is on WWE Network, I can watch that. Yeah. 
And, you know, takeovers are obviously the best. Like, you don't get any better than that. Um, but in terms of the main roster, I'm, I'm kind of into it, but not really. See, that's not, it doesn't surprise me. Though. I think a lot of people like that, days. And I was having this conversation with someone the other day. Maybe we can start here. I don't actually think it's necessary to watch Raw and SmackDown anymore to keep up with pro wrestling. Like, I think you can be a... It doesn't, I mean, people will go, oh, that doesn't make you a fan. I'm not into... You be whatever kind of fan you want to be. But I, I genuinely don't think that you need to... You, you don't need to watch it as religiously as we once did back in the day. Because... Well, I say because... I, I'm, I'm not saying that it's financially as viable or it, it works in the same way that you need a product to get hot again. But because of all the YouTube stuff, because of social media, because you can just read the results that somebody will paste online, and because you do have shows like NXT that you can tune in for the network once a week, whatever, however, how many times they air it in terms of pay-per-views, to get the wrestling fix, you can still have the conversations like we're having right now as wrestling fans without actually sitting there and consuming five hours of WWE TV a week. Because I'm going to get on a limb, and please do correct me if I'm wrong, and say, I imagine you actually, you probably don't feel like you're missing out on anything. You probably feel like, if anything... You're ahead of the game because you're not sat there <laughs> sitting through three hours of Raw every week. Well, I, I just don't have that much time. And I'll, I'll watch you know, clips on YouTube of what's happened or you know, if there's a particular match that looked like it would be good. Like a few weeks back, there was, I think, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rey Mysterio or something like that. And yeah. I wanted to watch that. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll still watch bits and pieces, but uh, three hours of Raw and... Two, two hours of SmackDown, it's just too much. <laughs> it is too much. Who's your guy these days, though? Because, and this is a conversation that's come up a lot, especially this week after Raw pissed everybody off. A lot of people are saying there just isn't any stars anymore. There's no one that makes you want to tune in, which I get. Like, you know, back in 2001, you tuned in for The Rock, or you tuned in for Stone Cold Steve Austin, or one of many, a lot of people tuned in for Kurt Angle. I know loads of wrestling fans of mine that, you know, to kind of discover Kurt Angle, and he was just so good and so smooth at what he did, they wanted to, they wanted to see him in matches against Eddie Guerrero, Shawn Michaels, you know, whoever else. Nowadays, you don't really have that. I mean... And if you do have that, again, I'm sure you've got guys on NXT you like to tune in, but they haven't crossed over to this mainstream audience in the same way people were 15 years ago. And that is something that WWE is lacking. And the other reason, of course, is, well, John Cena did it. I mean, it was a weird experiment, but it worked. Obviously, we tried it again with Roman Reigns. The, whole, the Roman Reigns situation is utterly different nowadays. But the fact of the matter is, he didn't do exactly what WWE wanted him to do. And now we find ourselves in this like, incredible situation where there is nobody sat on top. I mean, Braun Strowman may get there. Drew McIntyre may get there. You know, I think you could absolutely make an argument with someone like Becky Lynch or Ronda Rousey taking up that spot. But there is, you don't tune, if you're tuning in to WWE these days for a superstar, there is just, there's not one. At least I don't think so either. There are guys and girls that fans associate themselves with and know who they are. But outside the bubble, that's it. It's like you either tune in for WWE or, or you don't. Do you kind of see that as the issue at the moment or do you... I mean, the other thing is you've kind of hit the nail on the head as well. When you get older, you just don't have time for that stuff. It's like with video games. I used to, if a video game was, I say this all the time, but if a video game was under 20 hours, I'd be like, well, that's a waste of my time. Now, if it's over six, I'm like, well, you're asking a, you're asking a bit much from there, friend. Yeah, well, I, I just played Red Dead Redemption 2, and that, that took me forever to play. So that's probably the longest game I've finished in the last You finished Red years. Dead 2? Well, the main story. I How many hours was that? Oh, I don't even know. I lost count. I was staying up way too late, though. Well, fair play, man. I mean, it got you. I mean, without, without wanting to derail the podcast too much, I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. I just—it it was too—it was too 
unfocused. I know that's the point and it's meant to be. And I do believe it's a masterpiece, don't get me wrong. But I just felt it was too meandering, too much walking around as a cowboy for me. <laughs> I, yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah, but anyway, with what you were saying, I mean, there's, there's, I, there's no one really on the main roster that's, that is that guy, like you were saying, but there's so many guys that they could do it. So you just feel like so easily they could make them big stars. Who, who, but they're just not doing it. Like Seth Rollins, if he if they made him the guy, you know, six months ago, that would have been amazing. That would have, if he was put in that spot that Roman Reigns was in, I think that would have been money. Why do you think they didn't do it? I I, I understand the initial argument is going to be well because they were so dead set on this Roman Reigns thing. But at the moment, it's not like Seth Rollins has thrown himself into, or has been allowed to throw himself into that position. Now, yes, the rumors are come WrestleMania 35, we're getting Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. And if that is the case, you've got to imagine that he is going to get his run on top. But, I mean, do you think there's any reason for the delay? Do you think he's only getting it now because of the Roman stuff? I mean, a lot of people say Seth Rollins, and yet, you know, the people that seem to disagree are the people that are pulling the strings. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to sit here and, you know, armchair book or anything, but it's um, – I, I, don't, I really don't know. I don't know why they're not doing it, but you know, it's just the way it is, I suppose. <laughs> well, dude, it's a very good attitude to take. It's like, well, that's just the way it is. I mean, let's talk about – we don't really ever get into the nitty-gritty of NXT uh, simply because usually the main roster stuff comes and there's so much to talk about. But when you start getting back into wrestling in 2015, I mean, NXT must come across like a bit of a strange – concept because you're like okay we've got a you know we, we, we've got a, a promotion here being booked by triple h i mean that's the first thing you've got to get your head around which is it is different if you are used to seeing triple h in sort of the the mid 2000s and stuff also it's on the it's on the network which is a brand new kind of exciting thing but also here's a bunch of brand new guys that you may you know you, you probably don't know who they are unless you're kind of super interesting and you followed their career on the indie scene but even then you know you can't expect a wrestling fan to know everybody so how do you start watching it? What is it about it that keeps you that keeps you tuned in? And if WWE are going to start making plans to make it a proper third brand as opposed to a developmental brand, are you behind that, or do you think it's going to water it down? Because it has happened before. Uh, I well, I started watching it purely because I just started hearing all the buzz around it. You know how good the matches were and that kind of thing, and. Um, yeah, the the fact that the show is only one hour and they have to spend one hour a week watching it to keep up with it is great. Um, they just have better ca- better characters. I feel like, um, I mean, it's just it's 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 perfection in wrestling, if you ask me. Wow, dude, you just you you just spam my comment filter for the least <laughs> at least the next I, week. I know, but it, it just is to me the. The quality that we're getting from NXT now is just absolutely f- phenomenal. How are you, a, a man that listen? Do you know spoilers or do you not know spoilers? No, uh, no, I, I don't mind if I run into them, but I don't go out of my way to read them. Okay, c- can I bring? Because I, I don't know if this is aired or not. Because I watch NXT in a bizarre way, where I just catch up at the end of each month. Do you mind if I bring something up to talk about that may spoil NXT for you? No, I don't mind. Okay, so there's a warning for you as well if you do want to tune out. Again, I don't know the, when this airs because I, I hear so much information these days. I'm not trying to be that guy, but I get, I get confused. So this may have aired actually on Wednesday. I don't know. But um, I haven't caught up on Wednesday. Show you is my point. I do know that at the end of either a recent or upcoming NXT, obviously 
um, Tommaso Ciampa is beating up or is having a hoo-ha with Alistair Black and Johnny Gargano gets involved and obviously uh, they, they hit their DIY finisher onto Alistair Black. Now, this, by, this is by no means any kind of you know, reforming between Johnny Gargano or Tommaso Ciampa. We don't know. It could just be, you know, using a move they know they can do, within kayfabe terms, them using a move on somebody that they don't like. You know, you know my, was it my enemy of my friend, blah, 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 whatever that stuff is. Now, I've seen a lot of people go nuts about this because you mentioned how good the storytelling was. I actually like it. I like it. I think doing stuff like this has complex storytelling and kind of underlines that Johnny Gargano hates Alistair Black so much and wants to win that title from Champa so much he's willing to team with him until he gets to that point the counter argument to that is well it's dumb look at everything that Tommaso Champa did to Johnny Gargano and now they're teaming up and helping each other I think that's jumping the gun a little bit I certainly don't think this is them coming back together but as a man that is clearly very invested in NXT I want your opinions on it man like when I don't know if you've seen it I don't know if you've heard about it but just in general what do you think about this three-way between Alistair back Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Champa? Well, I, I hadn't heard about that, but that, um, I mean, that sounds interesting to me. I, people, I feel like people might say that that's weird because they were such big rivals and everything, kind of like what they did with the Charlotte and Becky when they hugged, I guess, although it sounds like it's completely different. I'm not sure. I haven't seen it. So, um, but I mean, if they, if they brought back DIY together for a one night thing as a tag team, I think that'd be... That'd be an interesting next step to go with, maybe? Uh, would, what do you think? Well, would you need to see Gargano turn on Champa at the end, though? Do you feel... And my point being is that I think... I agree with you. I think NXT storytelling is great. And I think the reason it works so well is because it has a kind of depth that main roster storybooking doesn't have. So when Becky and Charlotte hugged, I know they've gone back on that now, but it was a shallow kind of a thing where they were just trying to get through that night, and now a couple of weeks later, they're trying to make it work. I don't think NXT does that. I mean, admittedly, NXT has a lot of, uh, a lot of things going for it in the sense that they don't have to worry about... Uh, you know, changing their uh, storylines on a fly because, you know, they record a month's television's tapings at a time. So they may already know what, they, you know, what's going to happen. So they're like, well, we can put Johnny Gargano and Ciampa back together because we know in three weeks' time, Gargano's going to do this and it's going to prove it was all, you know, him doing it for his own benefit. And that's the best thing about NXT. And I guess... What I think happens a lot of the time is I think NXT still gets thrown into that WWE bubble. I think, oh, they're just doing that, they're just doing that. I don't think that's true. I, again, I do think it's booked completely separately from what's happening. Well, of course it is, but you know what I mean, from Raw and SmackDown. And that's why it makes sense in, in the long term. I don't know. I just... Do, I guess the other point I want to make is... I mean, do Vincent Mann obviously is going to vanish one day. Um, I think that'll be a sad day when that happens, of course. I know a lot of people, you know, aren't very fond on Vince McMahon. I, you know, moral stuff aside, I think, you know, he's a great wrestling promoter and he's provided me with, with, with sort of hours of entertainment over the years. But do you think the Triple H can take this kind of idea and actually bring it to Raw and SmackDown? Or is that fundamentally impossible? Because, again, when he's booking NXT, he's booking it for guys like you. He's booking it for guys like me. He probably specifically had in mind a dude like you, Sam, that has gone away from wrestling, will stumble back into it, find NXT, and go, oh, man, this is the wrestling I've been watching. And then Raw and SmackDown can be whatever they want because they want to get you, they want to get me, they want to get my mum, they want to get my sister, you know, they want to get Jack that lives down the road. You know, they want to encompass everybody. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting you know, whenever that day comes that Triple H is in charge there. But um, I think you were t talking about it on one of your recent podcasts where you know, they're all for different audiences. I think you've, that's something you've got to keep in mind. Like 
the people that they're trying to get in with NXT aren't the same people that they're trying to get to watch Raw and SmackDown, I guess. So yeah. it's hard to know if they're going to make any drastic changes when that happens. But uh, I'd cert- I definitely think it would be for the better if they took some aspects of NXT and put them into the main roster. If they did do that, even with your limited schedule, are you going to start watching Raw and SmackDown? Let's say Vince, he doesn't die because I'm not booking Vince McMahon's death. That's death horrendous. <laughs> but let's say Vince McMahon evaporates tomorrow. He's still alive, but he evaporates, so he's not here anymore. And you know that Triple H is going to start booking Raw. Just say Raw, not even SmackDown, just Raw. And it's still three hours. You, you can't change that. Do you start watching Raw tomorrow thinking oh man, maybe it's going to get like NXT. Or is it the fact that you just, where the hell are you going to find three hours from? Uh, yeah, honestly, I think I'd still probably do the same thing I do now. I'd just watch the YouTube highlights and still keep up with it. Probably watch stuff that people say is good, but I just don't have that much time. And that's the problem, right? And that, that's the real issue. And that's why when people talk about ratings, sometimes... I get it. You don't want anything to be down. We're running a business here. That would be ridiculous. But and I'm not again financially. That's a completely different argument. But when you look at kind of the way, you know how much numbers they, they do do on YouTube. I think they're the third or second biggest YouTube channel there is. And I'm p- just specifically talking from the way people consume media these days. I think that that's that is the issue, right? That's the that's the problem. Is how if I wasn't, you know, I'm very lucky. And I always say this. I'm very blessed to do what I do. But if I wasn't doing that. How the hell am I going to find the time to watch, let's say there's a pay-per-view, nine hours of wrestling a week? Like, where, where am I going to get? <laughs> I just don't, I don't know where I'm going to pull that from. And the other issue you have as well is, let's say that Raw does become the best show ever, better than it ever has been. You're still asking people to sit down there and watch three hours of anything at a time. And someone said to me the other day, because they watched wrestling, and I said to them, they said to me, oh, it sounds like a soap opera. I mean, the difference with a soap opera is you watch half an hour, Monday to Friday. So it is asking you more than three hours a week, but you can spread it out over five days. And it's so much easier to find half an hour in one day than it is three hours on a Monday evening. And until they change that, I don't really see how you're going to get a large... Well, not the point is, is that if I say to you right now, oh, you can watch three hours, or you can go on YouTube and watch ten, you know, thirty-three minute clips, you're gonna go. Well, I do that one. Obviously, I would say go to What Culture Wrestling and watch ups and downs. That's clearly what I would say. But I think that that's the issue here, which goes to show everyone keeps my again. This is a rambling thing, but people go, oh, Vince McMahon needs to go. Triple H needs to be in charge. Look, maybe great, maybe the worst thing ever. I don't know, but it doesn't get rid of the fundamental issue that Raw is three hours long, and a lot of people don't want to watch three hours of wrestling. I mean, when you came back in 2015 or 16, whatever it was, that must be the first one of the first things you hear about, and you must be like, well, I ain't doing that. <laughs> I ain't watching three hours. No, no, I was definitely just going back and watching all my old favorites at that point. I wasn't really keeping super in touch with the main roster stuff at that point anyway. Yeah. What what about stuff away from WWE? Because NXT is obviously pitched as an indie product. Take that term, but it's true. Uh, two things, actually. One, how much Ring of Honor in New Japan do you watch? Two, I want to know more about the Australian indie scene. I know Will Ospreay loves it. <laughs> or he loves the New Zealand scene, that area. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know... Do you, are you just an NXT WWE guy or do you kind of check out other stuff as well? Uh, I've checked out not a lot, to be honest, but I did I did watch All In, uh, which was my first time seeing a lot of those wrestlers, actually, to be, on, to be honest. Yeah. And that, that was just great. What, um, what I, made you get I that, though? Kingdom too. Okay, so, that, so there's a, there's a kind of... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a kind of crossover there, right, between... 
All In and, and, and New Japan. Like, what, what, what was it about those two things that make you guys want to watch it? Oh, just, just the hype around them, I guess. You know, everyone's talking about it, you know, even through, you know, whether it's what culture videos and all that sort of thing or, you know, all the, there's so much hype around all of it. So I did go out of my way to make sure I just checked them out because they sounded awesome. And what did you think when you see it? Like, what's your favorite? Because it is different to WWE. I know some people, some people can't believe it when I tell them this, but it's true. I know a couple of people that are very, very strong WWE guys. And while they understand the uh, sort of the hoopla around it, when they actually sit down to watch, they're like, nah, I can't. It's too much. It's too much for me. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's still a lot of wrestling to watch. So that's why probably why I haven't checked out as much as I would like to of, you know, wrestlers like the Young Bucks and. Kenny Omega and all those those kind of guys, but I, again, I keep on saying it, but I just don't have the time. No, I get no, there's nothing wrong with that, man. I, I completely, I, honestly, I think there's a lot a, a big problem that, that people have, because um, obviously we, you know, entertainment time is a bit like finances. You know, you only have so much of it you can give. As we know, you decided to give a lot of your time to Red Dead Redemption Two recently, <laughs> so that, that throws it out. That throws it out the window too. Um, are you, are you, a quick, quick tangent: Are you playing Red Dead Online? Have you tried Red Dead Online yet? I have not tried it yet. Oh, dude, no. you should do it, man. It's really good. It's really good. As a cheap plug, I played it last night on my YouTube channel, YouTube.com. For some report rules, streamed it. Go check it out. It's honestly, I think I prefer it to the main game, but that is another conversation. Well, uh, another plug. We'll talk about that on the Week in Gaming, which is my uh, gaming podcast. So please do, please do jump over there. Um, so uh, you know, we mentioned people like Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes and the and the Young Bucks and everybody and everybody like that. Uh, taking the whole, I don't have time to watch it out the window. Do you try and follow them? Like you say, you mentioned you follow WWE on the YouTube uh, uh, stuff. Do you try, you know, now that you've seen All In and you've seen sort of Wrestle Kingdom and stuff, do you try and keep an eye on what they're doing or do you just kind of let them come and go within your sphere of influence as and when works? No, I definitely keep track of them. Um, you know, I watch Being the Elite as well, so I sort of keep track of it that way. Um, you know, I follow them on Twitter and all that sort of thing, so I sort of know what they're doing, but... It's more the actual matches themselves, I guess. I haven't seen the whole yeah. bunch. And what do you want them to do in 2019? Obviously, Cody Rhodes did an interview the other day where he said, no one is going to believe the extent of my uh, announcement come next year, which made me laugh because the first comment on the article was, well, we will now. <laughs> I was like, that's brilliant. Um, yeah, what do you want to do? Obviously, you know, changing the game, proving that you don't need to be with WWE to make money. Um, you know, I saw yesterday, I think it's, it's a small stat, but, you know, as I, I look now when I'm saying this, I thought, I just randomly I saw that Cody Rhodes is up to almost a million Twitter followers or like 800,000 Twitter followers or something like that. And it's just one of those things where you're like, wow, that's, a, you, know, that's a, you know, it's probably more than when he was in WWE. That, that, that's crazy. So, you know, I understand it, you know, it's difficult to, it's difficult to watch in terms of your time. But what would you like to see them do? What do you think the wrestling industry needs to maybe get back to where it was from guys like that who really do have a lot of influence? Oh, well, I just want to say, first off, I think that they're trolling 100%. That's my opinion. <laughs> Dude, brilliant. I love it. Why so? I, uh, I've just got a feeling. I don't know. It just seems like the kind of thing that Cody might do. I, I don't know if, you know, but it just, I've got that feeling. So, but, so, um, what, so tro trolling in what sense, though? What do you imagine they will actually do instead? Oh, I. I really don't know. I did see. I, not that I think this this would happen, but I think I saw a, a tweet or something saying, "Wouldn't it be funny if it was uh, a whole different 
um, promotion, but on the WWE network, like they do their own thing, which obviously would be ridiculous, but so wait, 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 something wait. funny I saw. So, so you think, so someone pitched the idea that they get their own show, but the show airs on the WWE network? Yeah, I know. It's, I, I know that's not going to happen, but what? I just thought it was a funny idea. Why do you want to crush the hopes and dreams of Benny and Fatboy Sam? That would... Let, no, I, I hope I hope that they do start up their own promotion. I think that'd be awesome. But how does it? My my only thing is, I, I, taking all the stuff out of the door, like oh, they need TV. Of course they do. TV is still massive in these days. My only thing is, they need people like you and I to watch. And our big theme, our hashtag of this conversation is we struggle with the time as it is. So let's say you've got a promotion, right? It's called All Elite Wrestling, AEW. They've got Cody Rhodes. They've got the Young Bucks. They've got Kenny Omega. They've got Mighty Skull. They've got Hangman Page. Hell, even a card turns up now and then. Probably not going to happen, but, you know, we're going we're gonna to stack this. And who else, is, who else do people love on the indie scene? Oh, I don't know. Phoenix, Pentagon Jr. They're all in there. And it's a two-hour show every Tuesday night. And let's say that it's October next year, so SmackDown's moved to Friday. So nothing's getting in the way. Are you actually, and let's say it's on a station that you have in Australia. That's the kind of TV deal they've got. You can tune in at 8 o'clock p.m. every Tuesday night and watch two hours of that. Are you going to do it? Like, really? I mean, we want it to happen, and we want to support them. But would you, I'm not saying go out your way is a bit harsh, but I'll say it anyway because I can't think of anything else. Would you go out of your way to watch that show? Like, or would it have to be, would you have to get amazing word of mouth before you tuned in? Uh, I'd probably wait and see what the general, you know, consensus is before I started watching it. But I'd definitely be interested in it if it's anything even close to something, something like more like something like NXT. Then I'd be 100 percent willing to put some time into it. All right, let's say it's as good as NXT, but it airs exact. I know, I know, I know. On the network, you can choose when you watch it because it's on demand but let's just say for the sake of everything it competes with nxt right it's the new monday night wars on a wednesday what do you watch like you can only pick one well my point is that my worry is look i want aew to happen i want it to be a smash uh, i personally would go out of my way to watch it especially at first to try and support it not saying i think it's wrong if anybody doesn't but you know my point is is that i you know i love to I feel like it's, I just want to help people as much as i can even though it's only one <laughs> one vote uh one, one view but you're going to stick with NXT for the time being, right? You're going to have to be won over by them. I mean, yeah, if you're giving me the choice between the two, I'd go with NXT because at least I already know that that's good. But, okay, I'm trying to... This is my thing. I just... I want AEW to do well. I just think it's such a competitive market right now. I don't... I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm probably... I'm probably being... I'm probably being too harsh. I just wanted to do well. I, I, or, I don't know. Let me rephrase that. I want those guys to do whatever it is that they want to do. And that sounds ridiculous. But, you know, it's much like this WWE NXT UK hoopla at the moment. Where everybody... I don't know whether you've heard about that. But everyone's mad because I think WWE's offered them new contracts that says they'll pay them more money. But they can't work certain promotions. And everyone's waving sell out, sell out. I don't believe in selling out. I, taking moral stuff out. That's different. If, you, if you're doing something morally wrong, that's absolutely different but personally for me i don't believe you can sell out i don't think it's possible like you do what you do you work hard and if a big company comes to you and offers you good money and you're happy with that good for you it's not your responsibility to turn those those things that are gonna you know help you out in the future 
so you know, I don't, I, I, I don't really, I don't really buy into into that kind of stuff. I realize one thing I should have asked you, just jumping around the place as I always do. When you were watching in two thousand one, when you started watching, who was your guy? I always like asking that question because someone the other day was talking about Fit Finley, which was the greatest, <laughs> which was the greatest out of nowhere answer ever. Look, I know Fit Finley's got mad respect from his peers, but you rarely hear it from fans that like you get Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple H, Undertaker. That man loved Fit Finley. I was like, good for you, my friend. That is brilliant. <laughs> Hey, Fit Finley's good. But, he was um, good. Yeah, he I, was. Uh, I, I, my guy was probably either The Rock or Stone Cold. I mean, those were the two the two big guys. So definitely, definitely loved The Rock. His promos were always so funny to me because when you're 10 years old, everything he says is funny. How do you... So, that's true. But how, how was it... I don't want to get into like a, <laughs> a conversation about entertainment in Australia, but I don't know. What did you used to watch it on back then? Did you get like a live feeding? Did you have to wait to catch up? Because in the UK, we had to wait five days and then we got a, uh, we got a show on Friday evening. Well, I definitely wouldn't have watched it live because I would have been, I think, in school yeah. when it was on. Um, but we must have recorded it somehow and watched uh, maybe VHS back in the day, I guess. Um, we would have recorded it and watched it. Or maybe there were replays on. I can't quite remember. Yeah, because I, I always I always forget that now. Obviously, we're so used to again the internet being amazing. You want to watch it, you know, live. You absolutely can. But yeah, I we had to over in the UK. We had to wait till I think it was eight o'clock on. Maybe it was ten o'clock. I don't remember. But it was two hours on a Friday. And did you did you get WCW at all as well, or did that not make it? Uh, I I don't know because I never I was never into of course, it. Yeah, you know, when WCW yeah, 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 was big, so I'm not a hundred percent sure. Who knows? WCW just this yeah, Who knows? <laughs> uh, it, it must it must have been fairly big. I think it would have been on a station at some point down yeah. here. Um, and why? Obviously, let's say, let's just say we'll go focus on the Rock because Stone Cold Steve Austin kind of had a more traditional post wrestling career. What? Because I was I was actually watching a rock uh, Instagram video this morning. Somebody tweeted it to me, and I clicked it. And he's talking about how his headphones are now the number one selling Under Armour product or something. I don't know. And every now and then, I kind of have this moment where I'm like, "How the fuck did this happen?" Like, I remember when the Rock was coming out, and he had curly hair, and you know, it's called Flex Cavana, or whatever the hell his name was. And now he is. I mean, I, I, I think it's undeniable. Like he he's one of the. One of the biggest, if not the biggest, celebrities in the world. Like, you know, I used to watch wrestling quite crazy when I was a kid. And my mum didn't really know who The Rock was. But now she's well aware who he is because you can't, you can't get away from him. Like, what? I'm, as a man, like I say, that as a man that got into wrestling and you're still watching it now, you've come on my podcast, which I really appreciate, basically because of someone like The Rock. What the hell do you think? <laughs> I mean, because they're probably never going to happen again. I'm sure there'll be some crossover success. Like, Batista's doing great and John Cena's doing great. But they're not The Rock. You know, let's let's not and you know Hulk Hogan tried and again not the Rock. So do you ever like just have these moments where you're like, what the hell? Yes, absolutely, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it is okay. crazy. And you see him in like for a poster for like these big movies, and you just think that that was the guy walking around telling people to stick things up their ass and all that, <laughs> and making a lot of jibes today that would not fly. That would certainly not fly no. in 2018. No, I, I just think it's, I just, I do, I, I think it's crazy. Like, you know, a lot of people argue it, but he's the most successful wrestler ever. He just is. Like, you know, if the goal of a wrestler is to is to make a living for yourself and make an impact, who bigger than The Rock? I, I don't think, I don't think there's an argument. No, definitely not. He's he's just 
so huge now you can't even believe it. No, it's not, crazy. It's, it's not. And actually, as we brought up the rock as well, we don't usually talk about this on on here. So you're gonna you're gonna draw the draw the short straw to a certain extent. Obviously, we mentioned Hulk Hogan. Um, I did actually want to talk about this on one of my podcasts, so we'll just do it now because I get a lot of people getting in touch with me each week about it. I think I made it quite clear, quite transparent that I don't. I'm not saying he can do whatever he wants, and WWE can do whatever they want. They're not doing anything legally, you know, wrong or anything like that. It's a moral question. I personally just know that when he comes out on TV, especially at Crown Jewel, I was like, I don't really want to see this. Uh, I don't know if I'm getting anything from this. You know, it kind of feels a little bit. I don't know. I can't even think of the word difficult i don't know i mean what, what do you what do you think because you kind of missed all the hulk hogan stuff if you only started watching in 2001 obviously you know about his legacy i know he hasn't come back to proper proper tv yet but i mean do you want to see him back when you heard about the crown jewel stuff did you care did you not care and there's no wrong there's no right or wrong answer i just you know i don't want you to feel backed into a corner or anything i'm just intrigued about your thoughts I've, i feel like a little bit the same as you do really i mean i don't i don't see what any benefit that comes from him coming back at all, um, you know, regardless of the, all the things he said and, you know, he apologized and everything, but, you know, it's just, we don't really need him back. He, he doesn't have to come back. No, I don't think so. I just, I don't know. It's such a hard thing to talk about because, I don't know, the, the situation is obviously controversial at best and it's difficult. And yeah, I just, when he comes out, I'm just like, eh, I don't need to see this. It's just, it's just not for me. Uh, looking forward quickly as well to, to WrestleMania next year. Not to WrestleMania necessarily. Actually, let's focus on TLC. because I, I want to talk about Becky Lynch and Charlotte and Oscar. Um, how... Let me phrase, phrase it. I mean, again, I, I'm only trying to tie this into when you started watching wrestling. I mean, when you start watching wrestling in the early 2000s, obviously women's wrestling is not what it is now. There are a few questionable things that went on. This morning, I saw uh, a skit that Shelton Benjamin and Trish Stratus did that I could not believe. I could not believe like it was the most cringeworthy thing I've ever seen in my life. What? Just give me a take on all the Becky, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and now Oscar being involved in the TL stuff and the Ronda Rousey stuff. I mean, what do you think of it so far? And where do you want it to go? Because my new worry, I don't want to say worry because maybe WWE makes it work. But my new thing is that Oscar's been inserted into this match because come WrestleMania, they're actually going to do Becky versus Oscar and Charlotte versus Ronda. And no two ways about it. That is going to annoy people because they want to see Becky versus Ronda, especially after it was taken away with them at Survivor Series. Yeah, uh, definitely. It's, it's, you know, Becky and Charlotte have had, had that great last woman standing match, which was awesome. Um, I'm a really big fan of the whole Becky turn, like everyone else is. Uh, the whole Charlotte thing at Survivor Series, I thought was interesting. So it's, it's sort of added all these different, uh, elements to the feud and stuff, and obviously Oscar coming in there, I think, is great because Oscar has been needing something to do for so long. Would you? Are you going to be annoyed though if it is just a way to get Becky away from a match with Ronda at WrestleMania? Uh, I definitely think that'd be a shame because I really feel like they need to do that match now because it's not going to have the same feeling if they do it. You know, if they wait and do it for next the following WrestleMania or another big show like SummerSlam or something like that. I really feel like they need to do that match now. Do you, so, okay, let's say they are... Why, basically, in your opinion, why, why has Oscar been added to that match then? Because I, mean, I got a lot of... Uh, what do you call it? A lot of uh, blowback. Because I said on Ups and Downs this week that, you know, I think Oscar's been added to that match to be pinned. 
And everyone went, oh, you can't be pinned in a TLC match. Not accurate at all. There has been plenty of TLC matches where they haven't actually gone for the ladder concept and they've gone for pins. Like that happened in last year's, uh, last year's TLC. But you'd have to imagine if the tail's on the line, they will, they will hang it, they will hang it from, from the ceiling. And that means... I don't, well, you can look at it both ways. To me, Oscar's only in that match to ensure that whoever wins has a get out. And surely if Oscar's being involved in that way, otherwise I don't see what her point... My point is I don't understand why Oscar's been added unless it is to try and maybe, you know, create some kind of splitting up of Charlotte and Becky so one of them can fight Ronda. Look, they may be going Charlotte versus Oscar, which a lot of people would appreciate. But then you have the question, okay, well, you know, Charlotte beat the hell out of Ronda Rousey and... We're not going to get the fallout from that. I don't. I just confuse it. It just confuses me. I don't really know what direction they're going in. And I'm like, what do you think of Ronda Rousey as well? Because I, I, I'm surprised. I thought she was awesome, and I thought we were all behind on this. But now, as it turns out, you know, a lot of people actually don't like her, which I don't really get why. I mean, she's passionate. She's doing a good job. I don't. I, I don't get what people have. I don't get what people want anymore. That's what I don't get. Yeah, I mean, I think Ronda's been doing really great. She's had some really good matches, so. Um, you know, her promos haven't been fantastic, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, they've been good enough. So I think she, I really think she's been doing a great job. Yeah, I do. I, I, I don't think you can really criticize. I mean, if you're going to go the promo route, I mean, that's the problem with kind of most of wrestling, isn't it? Scripted promos aren't, aren't the dream. The- yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying it's her fault. You know, oh, yeah, I know. Be, yeah, I know. that's what the writers are giving her, you know? No, no, I, I agree. What about Nia Jax? I want to talk about all the women now. So a lot of people hate Nia Jax. Uh, I actually like what they're doing with her. Like, the, like, I get why people might feel a little bit against it because I know people have said that she's sort of being rewarded for injuring somebody. But uh, you know, that, that's what they they've done in the past a lot. A lot of the time, they always capitalize on real injuries and stuff. And I think it's it's made her the kind of the monster heel even though her promos and stuff don't really reflect that so much but you know i think it's it's something better for her character than what she was doing yeah i i don't get the um uh what do you call it the whole oh we shouldn't take advantage of this i mean maybe we shouldn't but you know <laughs> that's been going on since uh well probably longer i mean the one i always remember obviously stone cold had his neck broken by owen hart and that was that you know, Owen Hart came out wearing a "I just broke your neck" T-shirt. So you're right; it's certainly nothing new in terms of uh, in terms of pro, pro wrestling. And I, I kind of I kind of changed my tune on it a little bit. It depends. I mean, it depends what happens long term. But at the moment, Nia Jax's music hits and everybody boos. So that's the point, right? That's what you want. And however we get there, you know, we got there in the end. So I I, I don't have a problem with it. Um, going back to more sort of focusing on, on your stuff, because I'm always intrigued about this. And I, I, when I spring questions on this, people, I understand you have to have a, a moment to think about it, which is perfectly fine. What's your favorite match that you've ever seen and, and why? Because I usually find that then leads to interesting places, as weird as that sounds. Uh, I, I was always, it, like, in recent memory, and there might be, like, a recency bias there, but that the North American title ladder match at the takeover uh, for WrestleMania this yeah, year, yeah, I think yeah. it was. Uh, summer, um, whatever it was, I know. This year, I know what you mean. I know which one you mean. Yeah, that, I mean, that was, I thought it was a great match. I love, really loved that. All, everyone that was in there, I thought, did a fantastic job. That was just, just a crazy, crazy match. But um, I'm trying to go back and think 
Well, I, I like the fact you did that because so, so many people feel like you have to throw older ones in there. I don't think that's true at all. I think you know whatever. Yeah, you know whatever, whatever, whatever comes to mind is what is what comes to mind. And look, that was an awesome thing. I think it was very indicative of the sort of wrestling scene that we have nowadays, which kind of you know which kind of sums it up. Um, did you? If you watch, if the first event you saw was WrestleMania 17 as well, I should have asked you this at the start, but it just popped into my head. Obviously, you see Stone Cold Steve Austin. The first thing you see Stone Cold Steve Austin do is go heel. Yeah, I, I kind of only knew him initially as, you know, the kind of slight crazy, crazy guy he was playing and the, as the leader of the alliance and all that sort of thing. I, I'd missed everything before so, that so i didn't really know the stone cold beforehand and what what do you what's your opinion of that of that stone cold because look, it's a controversial opinion now obviously good guy stone cold steve austin is the best however crazy stone cold <laughs> in charge of the alliance is one of the best characters i've ever had because he used to crack me up because he was absolutely nuts the only reason people didn't like it is because they were used to what they had before you never had that so when you've got a guy walking around being paranoid saying what all the time I mean, you know, do you like it? Or then do you find out about original Stone Cold and you don't like it? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I should have thought about this earlier. How do you take him? Oh, I thought I, I loved it. I thought it was so funny. Um, all the white chants and everything I thought was great. Uh, you know, he was just like so like I remember, obviously, I was really young when it happened. So, you know, I've. I'm still in that place where I sometimes think it's real, but it's, I know it's not, and it's in this weird sort of thing. But there was an episode where Stone Cold threw Kurt Angle's gold medals into a river or something, and I was just like, I can't believe he's done. That is why wrestling would always be better when you're a kid, because you can buy into that kind of a stuff. And there's no two ways about it. Like, I don't want to be that guy and you know, roll your eyes, but you do get a bit more cynical when you grow up. And especially if you're watching wrestling in 2018, you can't... And screw it. Let's finish the podcast talking about this. Kayfabe is dead, right? And I don't mind that Kayfabe is dead because I think giving up Kayfabe and the internet and everything we get along with that, such as ups and downs and videos, I'm happy with that trade-off. But obviously when you're a kid, even though I think deep down you know it's a pile of gibberish, you don't care because you're a kid, right? So it's like, well, I'll believe anything that you put in front of me. Same with films, you know, Superman, comic book heroes, you kind of believe these things are real. And you just said, like, you, you hated Stone Cold Steve Austin, probably because, you know, if we draw back the curtain, he threw some plastic bits of fake gold into the sea. <laughs> like, that's it, right? Like, you know, I used, yeah. to hate, I used to hate Shawn Michaels for that reason, because he beat Bret Hart and took away a fake belt. And I'm like, how dare you do this, Shawn Michaels? Uh, it's why the screw job makes it a bit more interesting, because there was some real stuff that, but screw it, we don't need to talk about that. Um, how do you feel about the kind of the world of wrestling today? Obviously, no one, even kids. I mean, I think some kids do believe it's real when they're sort of super, super young, but that kind of dies off quite quickly. Do you, I, I, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to compete with your memories of a child here because a child would always win. But stuff like the Wrestling Observer and things like that, I know that's always been around, but obviously it's much more palatable now. And what culture and, and all these sites like that. do? Because for me, I think I still like wrestling because of all that stuff. However, I know a lot of people that don't like wrestling because the believability has been, you know, completely, you know, killed off because we all do know too much. Uh, yeah, it, it's 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 interesting because you know I, I I'd say I probably love wrestling now more than I ever had even back then because um, I've really gotten obviously more into I guess the matches themselves and how the matches put together and I think. In terms of like wrestling quality, 
it's it's really good these days. Like you don't have to go too far to get a a really good match. So in that way, I think wrestling's you know great today. And in terms of the whole you know kayfabe being dead thing, I don't think that really ma- that doesn't matter to me anyway. Because you know obviously at this point I know it's fake, so you just take it for what it is, and it's 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 great. I think athletically it's definitely better now than ever has been obviously when you when you joined in i think that kind of movement was starting but obviously you know 10 years prior you had hulk hogan and ultimate warrior and i loved all that stuff like i really love all that stuff but it's not as good <laughs> if you're looking for athletic wrestling you may prefer it but if we're talking about that athletic it's weird isn't it because kayfabe is dead and yet wrestling is actually kind of more believable now than ever because they act more like athletes it's a very strange it's a, it's a very strange it's a very strange back and forth but you're right. I think the, the actual standard of wrestling now is pretty much good everywhere, which is why you can kind of tune into any kind of federation or indie promotion. You're probably going to get good wrestling. And if you can't, you better have something else you can bring to the table because the fans today are, are far more discerning than they ever, uh, than they ever have been. So it's, can you see yourself? Are you in for life now? Uh, you know, given the way that wrestling works, do you ever see yourself fading away again? Or is this, for example, when, when WrestleMania 40 comes around... Do you, do you think you're still good? Do you watch WrestleMania as well? Do you find time to watch WrestleMania? I guess you do, yeah. You mentioned the pay-per-views, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it takes me a couple of days usually, but I get through it. Yeah. And do you think in another... I mean, so you had an 11-year break. So, yeah, in 11 years' time, in 2029... Oh, gosh. I'm going to be so old, I have to shoot myself in the face. <laughs> uh, do, <laughs> do, you, uh, do you think you'll still, you'll still be watching pro wrestling? Because I kind of know deep down... That even if everything I did, I mean, touch wood and fingers crossed it doesn't, it sort of fell apart. I, I don't think I'd watch it as kind of strenuously as I do now, but I'm 99% sure I will still keep up. Like, I, I'll always be part of the, of, the, of the wrestling community one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think I've got the bug for it now. I, I can't see myself stopping stop, to stop watching it anytime soon. Definitely. I mean, I, it's it's... I mean, it's not like a huge part of my life, but, you know, it's a pretty big part of my life now. And I just feel like it's something that kind of reminds me of being a kid and everything as well. So I've got that going for it. And yeah. Do you have a circle of friends that you talk about it with as well? What was that? Do you have a circle of friends that you talk about it with as well? Like a bunch of people that just watch it and you or do you kind of? Uh, I I have a couple of other friends that sort of watch the main shows and stuff and um i was gonna go to the super showdown with them when that was happening down here but i ended up having to work and all that sort of thing but it's all good of course i should have asked you about that yes weren't the tickets ridiculous though like price wise and even the even the cheap tickets like uh, anyone who lives in melbourne knows how big that stadium is and knows how far away you'll be from from the ring if you even if you buy like a hundred dollar ticket or something like that how far away are you from that stadium uh, I'm about an hour and a half away. All right, so not even that far, so you could have done it. Think about that, WWE. You went all the way to Australia, but you couldn't get my man Sam to leave his house and go, you did something wrong. You did something wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's true, though, right? That's the point. If they don't make you buy a ticket, they fucked up. That's just the truth. <laughs> Although I think they still did. I think they, Did you watch it? Did you watch it on the network? Because it's Australia. I, I, did, I did watch it. Just, what, I had to. Just yeah. I was what, what, what do you think of it? Liked it, not like it? Kind of felt like anything... Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of it. <laughs> Why not? It was, a lot of the matches, just uh, yeah, the, Joe, Joe and Styles, I thought was pretty good, but it was a match you'd seen a bunch yeah. of times before that, yeah, and yeah. 
the whole DX, uh, or not DX, the Undertaker and Triple H thing, I just wasn't that into. Um, don't really, not really interested in seeing them anymore, even though they were a couple of my favorite guys. It's just like, it's it's just not that exciting to watch them wrestle anymore, to be honest. No, I agree. And I, I also did think it felt like um, a bit of a glorified house show. I hate that term, but it did. And there's nothing wrong with a glorified house show, but it lacks the kind of impact or excitement that you would want from a big pay-per-view. At least that's how it was, uh, that's how it was booked, from my end, from my end. Uh, and finally, man, before I do let you go and we wrap up the second episode of the podcast this week, it's nice and simple. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Um, it can be anybody you want. Anybody you want in the entire world. Uh, I'm probably just going to have to go with The Rock. That's fine. He, he was that. always my guy. He was, uh, he was the best, man, back in the day. Like I say, man, he's one of the... He's one of the biggest biggest wrestlers ever. Mm-hmm. And a huge reason people started watching. Let's never forget that. We, we would forget about this stuff in terms of what a draw is today. But The Rock, and you can go read it. Like If you go read the Wrestling Observer Rewinds that are on, um, the Squared Circle guy does them all the time. They'll talk about The Rock's influence. The Rock got, as did Stone Cold Steve Austin, I'm not trying to take it away. But as we're talking about The Rock, he made people tune into wrestling. So really, you could argue, if The Rock never existed, we may not be having this conversation right now. You just never know. You never know where we would be. Yeah, definitely. Who knows? There we go. Right, that's it. We're coming up to an hour. Uh, As I always say, we draw a line under an hour because I've seen the analytics. I know when people stop listening. (laughs) And it is uh, around about an hour. But Sam, look, A, I want to thank you anyway for supporting me. I really appreciate it. But also, you know, you're you're millions of miles away. I really do appreciate the effort and the time, man. It's really good of you. No, no, no worries. The pleasure's been mine. Absolutely, man. Um, that sounds weird. I didn't mean like that. The pleasure's been mine. That's what I meant. Anyway, let's move on. Anyway, look, uh, please do head over to patreon.com for the summary 316. You can come on the podcast too. All the information's up there. Or you can throw a dollar in the pot. It all helps. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, at Simon316 on both. Sam, I should say, is there anything else you'd like to promote or throw out there as we do wrap up? Don't have to, but I always like to offer the opportunity. No, that's okay. I'm good. No, he's good. There you go. Don't do it. Uh, YouTube.com for the middle report rules. Again, if you tune in Wednesday at 2 p.m. GMT, that is UK time, you can join the podcast live. And of course, we'll have another episode next week. Also, got the Weekend Gaming podcast you can check out. Mention my YouTube channel. You can join the Facebook group, Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just search for that. Click the join button. And it's only there you can ask questions. I think that's everything. I think that's all my nonsense. There is no wrestling this weekend. Actually, let's end with this quickly, Sam. You probably go, I don't care. But look, it will be topical. Do you give two shits about Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury? Do you even know who those I'd, names are? <laughs> I've got to be honest. I have no idea what you're no, talking about. No, that's good. I, the, the, the big boxing match tomorrow night. And because, um, uh, actually, I don't like the British guy that's in it, but I like Deontay Wilder. Uh, and I'm excited about it. So I just thought I'd throw it out there. Anyway, if you want to see me talking about that, you can do my YouTube channel tomorrow as well. Just tune in. Anyway, thank you so much, as always, for joining me. I really appreciate it. The community continues to grow each and every week. And that makes me very excited indeed about the future. Sam, again, thank you so much for my time. It's a pleasure talking to you. No, thank you. You're very welcome. And we will talk to you again very soon. Mm